definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I love how that says midday sports. There's nothing about 9 o'clock that seems midday to me. I mean, it just... By the time we're winding down, we're getting close. Especially, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, especially when it's, I don't know, the cold... It uh, brings another realm of early to me. I don't know. Nine o'clock. It's amazing how far I've come from 530, catch the news feed, and do the weather forecasts for five years to now. Man, nine o'clock's early. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome into the end of the bench. We're going to take you all the way up until 12, where we'll hand you off to the bottom line. It is game day in the LBK. Uh, Oklahoma State did not get here yesterday because of the crazy punch that we took from the weather their flight um almost happened they were loaded on the on the jet in Stillwater, and then told uh, the wind's too high in lubbock and exit and we'll try this tomorrow morning so i would imagine they're on the plane right now or already in the air trying to get here for this seven o'clock tip off tonight at united supermarkets arena six o'clock will be our airtime with myself and chris level what's up david collier how you doing? Yeah, you, you mentioned it, it gets here a little early. It's earlier and earlier for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we started the process of hey, school starts up tomorrow, so so I had to get uh, I had to get Brooks up a, an hour earlier this morning, and I was feeling great about an hour ago, and then I kind of kind of hit the hit wall. wall. Yeah, but I, I will say this: as cold as it is right now outside, it yesterday I think was colder just because of the ridiculous amount of wind we had. Uh, just had a little more bite to it. Had some issues with I the know. car. I had to get underneath the, you know. Of course, it always happens like that, right? You, your car can't. Uh, it does for me. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the time. And I'm, that um, VW-sized uh, tumbleweed that I turned into and had no choice but to plow through. That mm-hmm. was fun, too. But, yeah, gal, I mean, it was It's crazy because we had the south wind pile up all the tumbleweeds at the elementary school. It's like, man, I feel bad for the, the custodial or groundskeeping staff or whatever because they're going to spend a day hauling off tumbleweeds and then it came the other way and stuck up against the school the other way <laughs> uh with a north wind and so it's just it's wild and i think it's supposed to just keep getting wilder and wilder as we get through january but i'm excited we got uh, right back into conference basketball tonight and a chance to um validate i think what you did in austin and We'll break all that down, but that's the kind of word that I'm thinking about today is you showed so many good things. Now, can you validate it? Yeah, and Grant McCaslin was asked about that yesterday during the media availability. Don't pay attention to what everybody's telling you right now. It's all feel good and everybody's happy with the way things are going, but what are you going to do to work to make sure, like you said, you validate what happened in Austin because – uh, as much as you're excited about the way things are going, this Oklahoma State team, whether you like it or not, I know you say that. You say that. No, no, no. I'm oh, agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, they they have your I'm number. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with. It's crazy. It's they unreal. really have your number in Stillwater, but that they've come in here and had success. But they've won three straight. They've won five out of the last six. 
Uh, two out of the last three here in Lubbock. I mean, for whatever. I've only called one win in Stillwater, and that was the final four year, and you just ran them out of the gym that year. But everything else has been a loss up there. And then I, I kind of recalling things back to the first year, um, Oklahoma State came in to United uh, Supermarkets Arena. I think it was 0-7. Beat you by about seven for their first conference win. Yeah. And that triggered them, and they would go on and go to the NCAA tournament. That was Brad Underwood's lone year Mm -hmm. before he would bounce for Illinois. And then you get the Mike Boynton hire. So that was my first year here. Texas Tech was feeling pretty good about itself because, you know, finally a little break here. You know, 0 7 Oklahoma State's coming in, and they beat you. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got some some veterans. They've got some some pieces, and yeah, you better be ready to go. They got a couple of freshmen in the starting lineup that uh, could pose some problems. We, you mentioned the big guy, uh, Brandon Garrison. I know mm-hmm. we'll talk at length about this throughout the day, but uh, plenty of reasons to be scared. Uh, you don't want to overlook them. I think that's just the way to put it. And uh, recent history says you can't do that. But I will say this: if if we're going to go off of recent history, the guy that's coaching the Red Raiders now did get a win against them last year in the NIT, right? In Stillwater. Yeah, so that should make you feel a little bit better about the game plan-wise and what's good and I, coming up. I talked to Craig Way afterwards. Craig's a North Texas grad, so he got Grant got Craig interested in North Texas basketball again because they hadn't been very good until Grant came along. And I told him after the game, he came over and we – chatted briefly I was like you know the thing that I felt about that and I watched all those NIT games because at that point we figured that this was our guy mm-hmm. and we had to wait for him to yeah. to finish remember we kind of got a little stir crazy waiting because that NIT went so long yeah but it, we were interested in North Texas just like <laughs> Craig Way was for the first yeah time we were all time. watching those games yeah and um I told him, it's like the way that that Texas game went down on Saturday night, it felt to me like the way that a lot of those NIT games went. And I don't know in, in a specific way to tell you why it felt the same because I would watch the game and then I would watch Grant. Yeah. Watch him coach. Mm-hmm. Watch the way that, you know, his mannerisms on the sideline and just trying to you know, get a feel for what he's all about. And uh, the man just felt in control in all those NIT games and 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 just coached his tail off. And I felt like it was very similar. Like I said, like I said, I can't give you like X's and O's and put it up on the the dry erase board on exactly what it was, but it just felt like some of those games. Yeah. No, I I I watched I, I'm kind of like that too. I'm trust me, I I'm not sitting there grease board you know mm-hmm. writing out plays and stuff but i like to watch reactions and how he deals with players and stuff like that but yeah he's he's under control he's he asks a lot of his players but uh you can tell that there's all he's always at work and one of my favorite things and i want to ask him this in a post game i don't think i'll be there for tonight's post game just because it's a seven o'clock tip that's a little late for a 10 o'clock newscast i want to know what's the first thing he looks at because if you've noticed whenever he goes off the basketball court most most of the time, people get the box score. You know, he they hand, him. they hand him a laptop. Yeah, 
and he's on that laptop as he's walking in the tunnel. There's no looking up and, you know, hey, thanks for being here. Nope, I'm going right back to work. Sometimes he has that in timeouts. Really? Have you not seen it in timeouts? Well, well, huddles, you can't really, I mean. Sometimes he'll let those other guys do his their deal, and he'll grab a piece of the video that just happened. Yeah. And diagnose that right there. That's something that he's done differently that I've seen. I'm glad you brought that up. We have way too early power rankings for football for the new Big 12 that we're going to get to. Heartland College Sports released those yesterday. Uh, I noticed Choice Woodman did not agree, (laughs) which was funny. His answer to a tweet yesterday, which was just, nope. Did we get it right? He said, nope, which will tell you Texas Tech is not where he thinks they should be. We'll have headlines coming up as well. Break down Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and have your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line on the 100.7 The Score mobile app. This is the end of the bench. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. The Michigan Wolverines are your national football champion as they beat Washington 34-13 last night. David and I will give you our thoughts on that um, matchup. It was just it was it was pretty interesting to watch. Um, uh, Michigan ends up being just too strong in the interior. Too many wide open runs early, and I mean wide open. Just hey, here's 41, here's 46, here's 59. So many yards untouched. Washington made a bunch of adjustments, got themselves in a position where it was at least a game, and then Michigan pulls away early. So uh, Mr. Harbaugh, he uh, gets to celebrate, and 34-13, Michigan was the best team in the country. Yeah, and you mentioned it in the interior, offensive and defensive line. They didn't even really have to have a pass rush, and they were able to get to Michael Penix, who had been able to avoid rushes on their way to the national title game but he just didn't have the time. And unfortunately, they I don't think they had a single play over 20-plus yards in that game. And the one time they did, it kind of it was a seven-point game, I think, there in the third quarter. It might have been in the fourth quarter. Had an opportunity to be in the red zone, called back for a, a questionable holding, um, but a holding nonetheless. And they, it was one of those situations where they weren't going to make a big play like that very often in the game. And when well, it happened, they had the exact same route, and they got a little twisted mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Yep. And um, it was, I mean, it was there. It was there for 40 yards, maybe, you know, going to definitely put them deep into the red zone and never got his hands on it because Penix threw it to a spot where he couldn't go get it. And then this one, he was open. He the same, but this time they connected. And then you got a little hook there at the line. Yeah. You know, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me. The field cameras uh, were able to show you just how big these guys are, which this happens in every Division One game. That's a big game. If it's ESPN or Fox, you have field cameras. But when that offensive line from Michigan would break, I'd be like, what a nightmare these guys are. And another thing that was an eye-opener deal for me was they said the Washington Center was undersized. At six three two seventy five, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, undersized for for all that we want to complain about the uh, scandal, you know, the sign stealing scandal and everything. I think uh, I think the offensive and defensive lines uh, just had it just as much to do with that thing. I mean, they rushed for over three hundred yards. Yeah, 
I mean, that team's going to win. Especially when the other side's like at 50 or whatever they were. Um, crazy night of hoops coming up. Uh, you got Kentucky, Missouri, uh, Cincinnati, Texas. That's at Cincinnati. So Texas is ranked in the top 25. Cincinnati's actually a slight favorite in that. Houston and Iowa State. Purdue and Nebraska. Uh, Baylor, BYU. Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Um, just a huge slate of games coming up tonight that we'll uh, get into and break down some. Ooh, we got to do our tiers of 12 today. Tears of 12. about that. Tiers of 12 coming up at some point here, about 11 o'clock, I'm thinking. Um, John Moran's going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Georgia is the favorite to win the 25 college football playoff. And those are your headlines. Uh, tons of high school basketball tonight. That I need to mention. Friendship Girls at a, a with again against uh, Odessa Permian on Sunny 97.7. Cooper Girls Abilene High on 107 the score, 100.7 the score. Six six thirty Liberty Girls Shallow Water, 107.7 SFM. The boys follow that one. The Cooper boys take on Abilene High at 7:30 on 100.7 the score. Give us your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll take those throughout the show. Man, I am still fighting this crap. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I felt it coming on yesterday. I, I was I was concerned I was gonna get it be a little under the weather. I think uh I think I got enough sleep last night to battle my way through it. Hopefully. We don't need two of people here uh hacking stuff up. I just saw that since he is favored over UT, yet UT is still ranked. This is great time, Scooter here, because I hadn't seen your Text, and it just kind of talked about this. I never understand that where a higher-ranked team is not favored over a lower or unranked team. Okay, Scooter, this is where you need to um, account for home court advantage, quick turnaround time, going all the way to Cincinnati, a new place. Cincinnati coming off of a battering of BYU has them some favor with the odds makers in Las Vegas. And this is what we got to watch for. Is Texas any good? Mm-hmm. You know, we're all celebrating like, yeah, go to the NCAA tournament. You know, we're going to win the Big 12. Uh, we don't know if they're any good or not. So that is a team in Texas that beat Louisville by one. Yeah. And Louisville is horrid. I mean, just absolutely atrocious. I don't know how they haven't fired their head coach. I mean, at one point, I, I, I got to look up the quote. But they asked him something about, you know, oh, I got to find it. It was just, it sounded like the most loser mentality soundbite. Oh, yeah. I and you're that. like, whoa, you don't want to hear that from your head coach, especially at a basketball school like that. Why were you under your car yesterday, Collier? Did you have a pesky car battery lodged into your transmission? <laughs> Very funny, Bobby Hot Dogs. Ha, 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 ha. Thankfully not. Just a tumbleweed. That was no pesky car battery either. That thing was meant to kill. And it did. I've run over a pair of like shears before in the road. Yeah. Just like the the truck in front of me, you know, weaved. I was behind it. Boom. Hit it. Tire. Done. And like, I mean, I couldn't even get to a parking lot fast, fast enough to. Uh, Got gutted that tire, huh? Oh, it was just completely. Thankfully, it didn't do any other damage, but it was Flayed. Yeah. 
Not quite a car battery destroying the underside, but, uh, you know. Uh, need a great crowd tonight from the A's Flooring Center chat line. David, your days have to be long. Radio 9, sports at 10. When do you snuggle, goodness, my man? <laughs> Not much snuggling going on these days. Even with fewer hours. I mean, I would, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. You find time to sleep. I've told Haxton this, and I hate saying this to people that have sleeping issues, but I could fall asleep during the commercial break if need be and uh, get some good rest there. So Screw thankfully I make the most of my little uh, little bit of time that I can't sleep. I only tried three different places last night trying to, to get down and finally passed out on the couch. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you. One fifty. I went to bed before then. Maybe not, that's why nine o'clock so early. Well, yeah, no, I, I do the same thing. It was, it was, it wasn't one fifty this morning, but it was, it was close to that. But the difference is, when I laid down at whatever one eighteen, I was asleep by one twenty. I hate you guys. When was crazy? Saw a goose flying low. Wind caught it and took a nosedive into the side of the road. Oh. <laughs> We were sitting there going to get Jen's uh, uh, birthday dinner and bring it to the house. And uh, we were in the, the Nissan and uh, it was shaking. I mean, I can't imagine driving a truck like, you know, 18 wheeler or something mm-hmm. like that. I I uh, got a notification from the ring on my phone yesterday and I saw it was our next door neighbor and I'd, knew exactly what it was whenever so i got the front door i see i see the the kid at the front door and my next thought was let's check the other ring camera and i knew what it was going to be basketball goal on top of car thankfully not much damage there but uh yeah that win was brutal yesterday bullfighter says thanks to y'all for testing me on the pickums i won my work bowl pickums Congratulations, Bullfighter. His uh his yeah. D's picks. D's picks. <laughs> uh. Way to go. D's picks win for Bullfighter. And then uh, no way Big Ten Michigan could let the defunct Pac twelve and future upstart big team Washington win. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no way when you're just better. Flat out. Um, Pinnix, yeah, he had one or two good targets, but I was not impressed with the Washington receivers. Yeah, well, they, they, yeah, they didn't look like what they had been the last few weeks. That has something to do with the pressure. I think Pinnix was hurt. He was hurt, yeah. His release looked weird. That looked a lot like the Arizona State game earlier this year. Hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that Pac-12 after dark. He looked atrocious in that game. This was very similar to that. Mm. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hour number two of the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score. Thank you for being with us on this game day Tuesday. Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. Be looking for our social media hits. David and I just rolled on some 
video, and that is uh, Balling Out, where we preview tonight's game with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, we will have our tiers of 12 coming up. Bryce Thompson, um, Javon Small is a new player from Compass Prep. That's pretty good. He's a junior. East Carolina guy. Yeah. Brandon Garrison from Dell City. McDonald's All-American. John Michael Wright's been around forever. He's a uh, Toussaint type. I, I Give me Joe over John Michael Wright every day of the week. But he can get hot. Manzer's kid on that team. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, he's welcome. And he's on the call tonight. Is he mans? I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. On TV? I think so. Awesome. Um, Red Raiders, last I saw, were about nine and a half point favorites, which is like. It's a pretty big number. It's a lot. It's a lot it, of points. It, that's a big number. I Man, I have so many stats from this game. Oklahoma State doesn't. Uh, this game this game has been close, like six out of the last seven, like six points or less. So mm-hmm. that's a big number considering history yeah. there. Yeah, great point. Let's do it. Uh, let's get into the old tiers of 12. Tiers of 12! Take it away. You got it? Yeah, I Here got it. it. Um, I think a little bit of change from a, a week ago, right? I, after we've got one game under our belt, uh, knee-jerk reaction, we're going to flip things around quite a bit. I, I'll i start at the bottom. I don't even remember how I did this last time. Uh, I'm going to flip-flop the uh, the cellar dweller here, though. After briefly seeing what I saw from UCF, I think they're going to have a very tough season of uh, Big 12 basketball. Their introduction was uh, not pleasant to watch. I'm sure if they if they were if you were a fan of their basketball program, they they take over the cellar from West Virginia. West Virginia is probably clustered in with this next group of I, I don't even know how to label them, but I, I think West Virginia. I'm, I wasn't buying BYU in the first place. I'm not buying them now. I've dropped them down a little bit in the, the Oklahoma State-Cincinnati group. Cincinnati a little higher, obviously, that they got the win. I get, these tournament teams would be my next group. Uh, Baylor, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma still scares me. Uh, TCU probably should be 1-0 and in Big 12 play. We talked about that at length yesterday. Probably should have got that win in Lawrence probably will never get that win in Lawrence because we know how that all works there. Iowa State, uh, they held their own against Oklahoma. Certainly could have got a win there in, in Norman. Texas Tech and Texas, I think they – and I'm not putting them in that order in particular. It's just the way that the teams popped up in my head. But I think all of those tournament teams and then obviously the top of the heap. You see Houston uh, hopped over Kansas in the AP Top 25. They moved up to number two. You surprised by that? That's my one and two, by the way. Houston, Kansas. Yeah, I'm surprised a little bit. Just given the name recognition, yeah. you know, given Kelvin Sampson and that crew. Uh, Calvin Simpson. Yeah, Calvin Simpson. You would know Godfrey Paxton. <laughs> that's all I got. I, I've got to do a better job of uh, divvying that up, but that's only the second time around. Okay, I'm going to start from the bottom as well. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and UCF comprise my uh, not going to make the tournament tier. Then we get into, um, I don't know, question marks. Uh, probably going to change a bunch. How about the fluidity tier? 
the fluidity. Cincinnati, BYU, K-State, Texas, TCU. TCU got a lot of points from me after what they did at Kansas, but you gave them even more points by throwing them up to what place? What place? I I, I still have a middle of the uh, pack. I, I've got Baylor, I think Oklahoma, Kansas State in front of them. So would that be about six, seven okay. around there? Yeah, I did jump them up quite a bit, though. All right, this would be one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, starting at six, NCAA tournament tier here for Texas Tech six, Iowa State five, Oklahoma four, Baylor three. I'm giving Baylor a lot more credit than you are. You had Baylor way down. I got Baylor. I got Baylor in my. I got Baylor in my top three, four. Yeah, I, I went backwards. I would. I guess. We need. I need a. I need a refresher course on how exactly. So we're putting these all in the actual order. They need to be in their actual order. Place in their place. Like West Virginia's fourteen, Oklahoma State's thirteen, UCF's twelve. Oh, I failed this miserably. You did. I confused the hell out of me the entire time you were doing it. <laughs> Continue on. So you're done with yours. Now. Well, I mean, now yeah. I'm going to go Houston two, Kansas one. Yeah. So to flip flop uh, the two. Uh, I mean. Here's and you know what Houston may be a better basketball team than Kansas. I don't know that yet, but Kansas has the Frittata Center or whatever it is. You, you, yeah, is that what it, what is it called? The Frittata Frittita. Frittita yeah, what, I don't know the, the casino that, owner. We don't know how to yeah. say it. Yeah, I don't even know how to say Kansas that. Kansas has Allen Fieldhouse, Fieldhouse. Yes, where it's eight on five, actually sixteen thousand, then the eight, then the five. So. That's why there, there's there's no way you should jump Kansas in the situation in the top 25. In my opinion, there's no way you should have anybody but Kansas in your tiers of 12 because of everything that I just said. Dickinson will get grazed and flop around like a the only, channel cat. They only play half of them there, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because they still get they'll still get calls here and wherever else they have to go. I'm frantically Thank putting God my own order here. here. Woo, that makes me happy. So, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, that's going up from bottom to the top. Cincinnati, BYU, K-State, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Baylor, Houston, Kansas. Texas Tech in year one of Grant McCaslin with Devin Cambridge having the injury and some other things going on, putting them at the sixth spot in this tough league I think is a great place to be. One, two, three, four, five, six. I would have them six. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off uh one. I'm still gonna go Houston because Kansas needed the help of the referees. And I know that the referees will all be part always be part of that in Lawrence, but I'm going Houston one, Kansas two, Baylor three, Oklahoma four, TCU because they played like they did at Kansas five, Texas Tech six, Texas seven, Iowa State eight. Uh then does it really matter after that? No, it doesn't. Exactly. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. So from the TV realm here, <laughs> I'm watching this right now. Uh, this newscast wasn't allowed to show highlights during the game, so they drew them. So here. <laughs> <laughs> Little, little, yeah. They look, yeah, it's 
there's a reason they're on television. They're certainly not artists, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there they go. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully that thing had finished up, so we were able to show a couple of highlights. It kind of looks like Harbaugh a little bit. Yeah, no, he's well, he's missing pants altogether, just because he has sticks for legs. Um, no, no khaki pants, but uh, that was from Sam Ali. He is a sports director in Michigan, Flint, Michigan. That's a market. I'm glad I don't never yeah. have to visit. Never. Jeez. Yeah. I was, where, where, where were we? I think I flew through Michigan when we were going to the NCAA tournament when Tech was in Buffalo. All snow. I was fearful landing since I didn't see anything until we touchdown mm-hmm. just blowing snow that lake effect yeah, snow took off in a blizzard once and our entire uh, women's basketball team decided to not get on the plane in fort wayne and they made the decision to get on a bus and bus back to tulsa from fort wayne indiana this is on a monday I'd been gone since the previous Wednesday. And so I said, well, what if I decide I want to, because the, the flight's going. Yeah. What if I decide I want to go? They're like, have fun. <laughs> and you're. So I got on a prop jet flown by a German. And they had to proportion the weight because yeah. 25 People had decided not to get on the plane. I got on there, flew to Detroit, hopped an American flight, got into Tulsa. Boom, 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 boom. Back it was home. great. Hey, we were doing tiers of 12 earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both had the Red Raiders in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Lenardi has eight te- uh, teams from the Big 12 in. SEC with eight. Big 10, six. Big East, six. Red Raiders, a 10 seed, taking on Utah State, a 7 seed. Um, You would start in Charlotte, but if you get to the Sweet 16, Dallas. Dallas. And you know what what got me excited looking at this? The 2 seed that you would potentially face if you got by Utah State? The Tennessee Volunteers. Historically bad in March Madness. Rick Barnes, just absolutely atrocious in the NCAA tournament. I would uh I would welcome that site just for the fact that, like you said, you're coming back to Dallas for the Sweet Sixteen. Now on the other side of that, the one seed would be Houston, but Take your chances. Uh, you're ta- you take your chances there, yeah. Houston's gonna be uh well, you're gonna beat him at some point, right? I mean so the Midwest regional site is Detroit. East is Boston. South is Dallas. West is L.A. Kansas a one seed. BYU a six seed. Arizona a two seed. They'll be with us next year. Um, There's nothing really close, though. Memphis, the only. Baylor a four. Oklahoma four. Iowa State at 10 and dropping. So that's from Joe Lenardi. 
and we'll see. And then tonight is a is a huge night. At six o'clock, we'll be on the air for Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Seven o'clock is the tip. You can listen on Double T ninety seven three. You wouldn't have wanted to cover Jackie Moon and the Flint Tropics. I don't know. In my twenties, I think I would have fit right in with those guys. She wants to be an astronaut one day. I don't think she can do it. <laughs> what's uh, what's the guy's name that makes the half court shot? Don't know. I'm horrible so at remembering. Close. Here, you keep. It's uh... one word. Ah, and he makes it. Montage yesterday, chili dog song today, rock and hacks and corgi man, corgi man. Hacks, if those had been official TTU licensed Under Armour slacks, the Wasp's barb would not have been able to achieve sufficient penetration. Worst name. Worst name. Hornets aren't normally solo. Most likely got stung by a yellow jacket. Those are mean and will sting for not a reason. Yeah, uh, might be right there uh, on that. I've been nailed in the face by Yellow Jackets on multiple occasions. Each time I didn't know they were there until I got stung. They are very painful, but not as bad as the sting I got from a scorpion when I was an early teenager. The pain lasted about 45 minutes with the scorpion. I was stung by Yellow Jackets uh, on the farm back in the day when I was a kid. I mean, I was pulling a fence up, doing some kind of, and yeah, they all came out quite a few. I don't know. How many, but uh, more than one. We'll put it that way. You ever been hit by a scorpion? No. My dad has twice. Got in his golf shoe one time. Oh, don't say that. Bam. <laughs> uh, Southwestern Oklahoma was not for the faint of heart. You had scorpions, fiddlebacks, tarantulas, wildfires, hail, wind, tornadoes. I always think I want to move Horn like uh, out towards shallow water or down towards ropes just to have, you know, a little of my own. Your own little slice of land. land. And then I then I think about, you know, snakes and You ain't no scorpions. kind of man unless you got land. Oh, th- shout out to uh, Shelly, too. I think in the numerous shows that I've done over both stints, I've never gotten a compliment from Shelly. Mm-hmm. The entire time, and I got a compliment for uh, hijacking the Chili mm-hmm. Dog song and the uh, pop quiz. So thank you, Shelly. The first of many compliments. Yeah. It, it, hey, it takes a lot from Shelly is what I've learned. No candy I like, anything. I mean, just constant, just needling. Mm-hmm. So I'll take any compliment I can get at this point. Sorry. You want to start talking about Oklahoma? No, we're not talking about Oklahoma. Are you sure? I don't. Are you sure? I'll bring this up. I mentioned it during the break. Um, we went through the Heartland Sports uh, oh, yeah. way too early 2024 Big 12 predictions where they had the Red Raiders ninth and a couple of newbies in the top three. We talked about this with uh, this potentially being Harbaugh's last hurrah. Everybody thinks he's gone. He's going to the NFL. Who, if you could pluck one person from a Big 12 head coaching job and send him to Ann Arbor 
to make your life easier in the Big 12, who would it be next season just just to make life easier as Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders? You can pull up that Heartland list. i got to pull it up again as well. I certainly didn't save it, but I know number one was uh, your Oklahoma State Cowboys, Mike Gundy. He's flirted with everybody on planet Earth. I think it's a little late in his career to go that direction. But uh, definitely him, um, Jed Fish. Is so, that yeah, what it is? The, I was going to say maybe my answer might surprise you, but then you say that in you know the second name, maybe it won't. Um, that's my name. I, with what he's building there, I think they have the ability to surge forward in a new Big 12 and more than even. Um, let's just say Kansas. Uh, Kansas State stays steady for me, and I think Kleiman's about as steady as a guy that you can have. Leipold has done wonders for Kansas, but as far as like rivaling for conference championships now, it, it I, I just feel like this guy needs to go. Jed Fish? Yeah. See, I'm this not, guy needs to go. With the way he operates and coaches, he he would be my answer. I think he's an NFL guy, though, right? Didn't he come from the Patriots? So I don't fear him staying around in the Big 12 that long. I think I would go with Lance Leipold because he's going to take Jalen Daniels with him, and he seems like a guy that could be at Kansas for the long haul if he doesn't get out soon, just age-wise. So get him out of here. You get what was the Big 12 preseason offensive player of the year out of the Big 12, uh, I feel a little bit better about myself. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, get the questions in to the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Right now we've got 10 minutes and counting left to get those to you before we hand it off to the bottom line. Clint. Scott did barrel in here and oh. say, don't take my coach. Yeah, he was adamant that uh, Lance had found a home there in Lawrence. What do you think, Lucas? Do you have a preference on who uh, gets shipped out? If you if you had a head coach, you could say, hey, it's been fun watching you coach here in the Big 12, but we're going to go ahead and send you to Ann Arbor and good luck in the Big 10 out of, out of the – the incoming teams and everything uh, to make life easier for what Heartland Sports uh, calls a ninth place finish uh, for the Red Raiders next season. I think the Arizona head coach would also kind of fit in yeah. that scenario as well. No, that's I mean that's that's what Hacks went with. I mean, yeah, and I agree with that, but maybe I'm thinking a little more long term. I know Jalen Daniels is next year, and maybe Jed Fish. I guess for the long term, I would probably go Lance because he seems like he's kind of figured. And it sounds so dumb to say this that I'm worried about Kansas's football coach. Doesn't that sound stupid? Yeah, especially when you've owned him. Yeah, that sounds really dumb. You know what? I still would. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe just to make a couple of people mad in this building, <laughs> let's go with Lance Leipold. Uh, yeah, Jed Fish has definitely got them going the right direction. Their quarterback, a, a freshman. Uh, not that that means anything these days that he would spend his uh, entirety there in Tucson, but it would also be entertaining to see Sonny Dykes up in Ann Arbor going against 
Ohio State, Michigan State. You can't beat him, hire him. Exactly. Yeah, that would that would go over really well there. <laughs> Watch Ann, Ann Arbor burn. Thanks to user Vugo Dukes was his name. Thank you. Who hit the shot in uh, Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. I was moving my boat by the hitch and grabbed a yellow jacket nest in the process. It's from Val. Owning land is grand. It's from Mike. Choice Woodman texted us and he said he's been stung by a scorpion, scorpion four, four times. times. Yeah. Explains a lot. Explains a lot. Didn't Arizona just lose their D.C. to Texas? Yes. yes. Yeah, so just dismantle the whole thing then. That would make sense. Go on to... Go on to Ann Arbor, Jed. Um, who ends up leading the Red Raiders in scoring? Tonight or just in general? Tonight? Most points scored in, in this season. It's a very interesting question for multiple reasons. Um, what pops on a four four game streak of twenty plus or three? He's double figures every game, but two Toussaint's ever double figure games uh, every game, but one. That was ORU where he scored nine. I guess I'm asking you: Do you think I, Pop's going to play the entire play yes, the entire yes, season? season? Yes, that's. Um, or will Title Nine happen? Yeah, and and take him away, which is mm-hmm. interesting. We haven't talked about this, but uh, Terrence Shannon. Yeah, there's there's some movement on that too. Did you read that uh, statement? No, or was it an affidavit? Uh, just from yesterday, I saw that he was suing the. Uh, basically, he wants to be able to play. You know, um, following who was he suing? I think the university. Really? Yeah, I believe. But he basically just wants to be reinstated and be eligible to play. Well, I just during some, this process. I just read some court documents, and it's let's just say very vague on what was brought towards him from the complaint. And yes, I just from what I read, I don't think te- I don't think these charges will hold up. Yeah, just from what I read, and that might be why he's yeah trying to get. And, his eligibility you know, and I'm sure claiming his innocence at the same time yeah it's kind of it, it I guess you kind of compare the two um a little bit just the situations not saying one did one or the other I hate talking about stuff like this because I don't want to implement implicate myself in any way shape or form but I I can't imagine you know there isn't some form of connection when TJ Shannon's camp sees another player going through legal issues and they're still eligible to play, then they want to be eligible to play. I mean, I guess the biggest difference you're looking at is one's a criminal charge, yes. one's a civil, and civil charge. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll still go with uh, Pop. Um, but I, I pulled it up. Pop scored 227 points. Joe scored 201 points. Yeah. Warren Washington, 133. Chance McMillan, 132. Darian Williams, 131. How many fouls does Joe Toussaint have compared to Pop Isaacs? 30 to 17. That would be my concern. I know you got to have him on the floor, but 
Joe seems a little more uh, willing to mix it up defensively, and that could lead to him being on the bench a little bit longer or not being able to drive to the basket. I know that we're not drawing charges as much as we did a year ago, but you still got to be a little more cautious when you're driving to the bucket and not wanting to draw an offensive foul and spend more time on the bench. So I'm still going to go pop. Check out some rebounds here. Warren's going to easily win that. He's got 112. Darian Williams, 94. Assists going to be Joe. He's got 58. Blocks will be easily Warren. Um, you know, I one thing that I find really interesting is um, Warren Washington's fourth on the team in assists. Yeah, no, he he had that stretch. I mean, that one game where he had five against North Alabama. That's him and Darion Williams passing the ball out of the post has been. Uh, refreshing to see. You know, it's refreshing to see too. Twelve and two. Yeah, and you haven't lost since November. November thirtieth. Chance to go two and zero oh in Big Twelve play for the first time since twenty nineteen, which it's turned out to be a pretty to decent do, year. Man. Yeah. And then K State over the weekend. It's a great lineup tonight. It's going to be an exciting evening for Big Twelve basketball. PS or Xbox from T Money eight oh six. Growing up all the time. P.S. 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 Mm-hmm. I still see square X Y circle in that order. I still go by the Xbox controllers by the labeling of PlayStation. Not so much PlayStation I play. Yeah, but now give me Xbox. Yes, same exact thing. I never. I I lived on PlayStation. Of course, I started. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I think I've had every single thing. I had a Sega Genesis. Went through all that, but uh, PlayStation throughout my childhood and, and college, but Xbox rules the house right now. The yeah. good thing is, is if you play anything online, it's all cross-platform for the most part these days anyway. Um, yeah, just the fact that you can go to the cloud and just, if you have Game Pass, mm-hmm. you can play like 100 games. Yeah. That's where I fly my planes off of is the the cloud. From the Ace Flooring Center chat line, Warren also had a perfect field goal percentage, 5 of 5 in the Texas game. He was 5 for 5 in the uh, the previous game as well. He's made 11 straight field goals. Benchwarmers, if one of these coaches had to come to Tech, which would you choose? Kim Mulkey, Josh Holiday, Chris Beard, <laughs> or Tom Herman? Ho! Right in the gut before you leave today. There is no way to answer that question correctly. There's... I'm not I'm, well. Tom Herman wasn't at least at least the well, a couple of those people have been successful. The two successful ones I don't want. I don't want here. And if you pick one of them, then everybody, uh, everybody on the chat line hates you. I know one you're definitely not picking. All right, Kip, you 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 rank these in order for me, for me, for you. Um, like what would one be? The one that you don't want the most, or you do want? Yes. You don't want the most? Yes. Well, Chris Beard would be one. Dang. Um, man, I see. I, I think you might like the... Uh, I'll go Tom Herman, too. Incorrect. Josh Holiday would be, too? Incorrect. Wow, Kim Mulkey, too. Then I'm going to go Tom Herman, three. And Incorrect. Josh Hol- really? You don't like Josh Holiday? I figured there would be some kind of uh, allegiance there. So there's Josh Holiday... There's no allegiance there. Wow, so Herman for would the be, entire family. Herman would be the favorite for you. Yes, it, that ha- yes, yeah. I'm telling you, out of that group, give me Tom Herman every time. 
Isn't that crazy? I'm not saying I like Tom Herman. I think he's a goofball. He's kind of a weirdo. But kissed all of his players pregame. It, <laughs> uh, what a what a group. That's man. a group. That's, that's a, great... a Dwight Schrute group. Uh, oh, jeez. Wow. I don't think I. I don't think I could. The sad thing is, is I would go Herman too. I don't know if I could. I would rank him this. I don't like Kim Mulkey that much. She would be entertaining in press conferences, but once claimed that I hit her with a camera in a post game uh, walk when I was following Brittany Griner and the security guy gave me a nice shove in the back. I my camera didn't move. My shoulder's steady, but it's not steady enough to run into somebody's head and not move at all. Oh yeah, I got I got a nice forearm in the back from a. A police officer, Sound like Huggy Bear's old entourage. Yeah, so I'm not a Kim Mulkey fan. Tom Herman, it is, I guess. All right, <laughs> what a way to end the show. Uh, thanks, everybody. Listen to us tonight, and the bottom line is next. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.